Welcome to day two of Mobile World Congress 2019 here in Shanghai. I am with Ling Wu. He is TBCA Soft founder and CEO. He's also the co-chairman of the Carrier Blockchain Study Group Consortium. So what does that mean? Well, Ling and the COO of SoftBank actually founded this consortium to think about blockchain for telecoms. It's one of the hottest topics this year at Mobile World Congress in Shanghai about how telecoms that link billions of people around the world with technology through one of these, how they're going to engage with technology. Now, blockchain wasn't even a thing that we were talking about a year ago here in Shanghai amongst the telecoms, and here we are today a year later, and it is one of the hottest topics. Why? Well, I will let Ling explain exactly this consortium, and what do you believe the promise of blockchain technology will be for telecoms? Okay, thank you, Angie. So, blockchain actually is a type of network. Yes. So the first implementation of blockchain is Bitcoin. You see Bitcoin creating a network of communities that people can send Bitcoin to each other. And the goal is that they can reach everywhere in the world. So thinking about telecos, we are providing a network of message transfer, originally making phone call and then text. Right now we are talking about you have a new technology, you can transfer value. So again, it's a network. The network has a network uh, issue and the thing you need to do security, you need to identify the right persons, you need to reach 5 billion people, mobile users in the world, who can play the better job to define the fundamental technology to reach these people, telecom. Well, Ling, you know it. I mean, you've been in the telco business for how long? For, for many, many years. I start with e-commerce platform in 1993. Okay, so then you have also seen right. telcos missing out yes. on the value, on, on excreting revenue right. from the internet. They got, they got bowled over right. by those who saw the technology and then created messaging that was free and, and took that revenue stream away from telcos. Right, exactly. What's the opportunity today? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So, Teleco together, they were distributed so they can send a message to the other side of the, of the world. When internet comes up, the new philosophy is the message transfer is free. So we send email for free. We don't send, when I, when I study in the US, I still write mail, put a stamp on it. Now no people are doing that. I talk to my son, I said, what is a stamp? <laughs> right? So, when, when internet comes up, it's difficult for teleco to make the most profit of it because message is free, you, you need to use different methods to sell things like Facebook, they collect all the information for free, but they sell advertisements. Teleco by distributed, difficult for them to do it. So it's difficult for them to take most of the profit from the new business other than being a dumb type. Now, the network of blockchain is different. You have to be distributed. If someone say, I run the blockchain, I'm Google, I'm running the blockchain, everyone come to me. Why? 
is a distributed legend. Who are you distributed with? Teleco, by nature, is distributed. Also, it's highly regulated by government. So they know how to work with the government for the things the government concerns. So one of the thing is cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency has good future, but to be honest with you, there's certain concern. In today's technology, we cannot totally address it. So how do we use blockchain and make the regulator comfortable? This is technology. You probably don't have to jump into the cryptocurrency yet, but you build these things together. And we work with the regulators. So one of the reasons we do the consortium is we talk to regulators as a group, not individually for you to fight. So uh, that, that's why we think it makes sense for us to work with the teleco to build a network of blockchain first. So in fact, you know, Facebook, uh, with the Libra project, yes. took a lot of uh, the, the hype and the excitement, created a lot of uh, interest over the cryptocurrency. But in fact, the greater opportunity is quietly in the corner that you chair with the COO of SoftBank about the promise of telcos really to pave the way for blockchain adoption. Yes. Where are you at right now? Okay, so <clears throat> we start this concept in 2016. Actually, at that time, I was talking to CEO of Sopen Telecom, Miyauchi san in 27 minutes, he said, Link, this is very interesting. Let's do that together. Three years ago, when we talk about that, people don't understand. There's no teleco do any blockchain projects. At that time, they said, oh, blockchain, Bitcoin. No, 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 we are not going to do that. But, but you know, this year in MWC Shanghai, there's so many different projects. The teleco is doing that. So right now, and last week, the biggest news about blockchain is Libra project. I think the vision makes sense. They want to build a globally accessible blockchains that can be trusted by multiple parties. So that echoes the concept we have been promoting three years ago. So we offer teleco an options. You can do similar things like Libra Association do. And we probably have different advantage to do that. So why don't we work together? I mean, I'm excited to talk to China Telecom. I just discovered that they're doing blockchain SIM card. Yes. You know, these are the type of projects that are actually happening right now here in China right. and across Asia. Right. Give us a little flavor of what we can see as consumers. If you're going to be successful, we're going to start seeing the mm. blockchain adoption from telcos. Yes. What are we going to see the next time we turn on one of our smartphones? Okay. So. Early this year in January, we launched a very successful field trial between three telecos in Asia. So Angie, what they were doing is they are texting $5 to another phone. Okay, so you're texting $5 from your phone to your account. To my account. So you have an account, maybe in Hong Kong Telecom. I have an account in T-Mobile. I pay T-Mobile every month. But my account so far is used to pay phone bill. In Nanjing, I text you $5. So my teleco bill me $5 when I pay it. You got $5 credit. 
So basically you're saying that every carrier today could potentially be a bank. Why not? Why not? Why not? So, so my How model, does blockchain assist you with that? Okay, great. Before blockchain, the only way you can do that is you need to build a central clearinghouse, like SWIFT, like Visa, right, right. which is very expensive to build. And all the regulations were built around the central clearinghouse because you have a, sen you have a single point of failure. It is very dangerous. You accumulate a lot of money there, so you need to be highly regulated. Yes. At that time, there's a no single synchronized ledger. So you need to trust that one. You need regulation to build a trust. But blockchain is trust. Is building the trust without that person. Technology, it, the technology is trust. Exactly. It's scaling trust. So we have a much more cost efficient way to build the trust among telecos without rebuilding another central clearing house. So the cost can go very, very low. The, the reason of um, bank people is that the banks think, oh, they are too far away. I cannot make the money to provide my services. That's right. So they won't want to do it. Their cost is very high. That's right. There's many, many costs, including central cooling house, including the fraud. And you must know that even SWIFT, they got hacked. $80 million lost in the bank of uh, Bangladesh. So their cost is very high. They cannot provide the service to the unbanked people. But teleco are providing teleco service to the unbanked people, so the cost is much lower. Yes. So we are thinking we're providing another way to lower the cost of the money transfer. Who are the three uh, participating in that project? SoftBank in Japan, Firestone Telecom in Taiwan, and LGU Plus in Korea. So you basically linked Japan, Korea, Taiwan all together mm -hmm. in blockchain. Yes. How quick were the transactions? What was the transaction mm -hmm. speed? Okay, so our block confirmed every second. If you add end-to-end -end traffic, probably three seconds. You confirm the transaction within three seconds. But I told my partners, three seconds is too long. Yeah. You need to make it shorter. Yes. So that was a test. When we go productions, we'll have dedicated uh, network between telecos. Again, teleco has the best ability to provide high-performance network. So yesterday we talked about it's, it's, a, it's a technology that needs to be synced, synchronized. So you need very good quality of network. The network is one thing. Blockchain technology is one thing. Yes. But the promise of blockchain technology with telcos yes. is blockchain plus AI, yes. blockchain plus AI plus 5G. Right. Talk about that. Okay. So, so Angie, AI has two parts. One is the algorithm. You, you, you have the algorithm to analyze the data. The second thing is data. When you do face recognition, you need to collect the data of the face, yes. right? The problem of internet is the internet creates an environment that generates a lot of data, but you don't know how to trust the data. When I was in college, I go to library. It's difficult to get information, but most of the information I, I got from library, I can probably trust. 
now my son don't go to library. They just Google. And you know, you know the information you Google from the internet may not be necessarily true. That's right. You just mentioned fake it's, news. It's quite painful for me as a journalist. Exactly. Yeah. So when, when we are creating gigantic of information, the trust level actually going down. Yes. If you have an AI that use untrusted data, then it's a garbage in, garbage out. That's right. It's difficult for artificial intelligence to tell. To distinguish, right yeah. now at least. Right, right now. I mean, people are working on it. They're working on that. But that's a very difficult thing. The, the source of the truth, how do you know? When, when I check my profile, I see many Ling Wu. They put my, my picture. Yes. You are more famous. I think there's a lot of NG Lao. <laughs> so which one is the right thing? Right. So right. I think that's the problem. We, we, we are losing the trust between each other. So the trust is an issue, and the blockchain can make the quality of data higher. Yes. If you can point. trust the data, then you can trust the output of the AI. So 5G make the communication more efficient, and then we create more trust of the data that will help AI. So I think, other than algorithm, how the quality of the data determine who can win AI and blockchain play an important role. And 5G also plays an important role for blockchain yes. because of the speed yes. of 5G and potentially helping the consensus yes. uh, cycle of yes. blockchain. Yes. It could potentially help proof of work, proof of stake and potentially sharding, which is trying to reduce the latency rate. Mm. What is the promise of 5G for blockchain there? You mean what, what was the impact of in, IT? In terms of the speed. In terms, okay, great. So, Bitcoin used proof of work. Yes. The main reason Satoshi defined proof of work is he wants to reduce the communication frequency. So before you propose, I found a block, do some computations in average 10 minutes. So when the computer speed increase, they make the problem tougher, so you don't communicate as frequent as possible. He want to reduce the unnecessary traffic. When we have high quality network, meaning high throughput, low latencies, we can actually communicate in different way. So proof of work and proof of stake are not necessary. There are many different ways to build a consensus. Right, so if we have higher speed, we can use much, much more efficient way to build a consensus without any proof of work or proof of stake. So Byzantine fault tolerance is one of the way. You, you don't need to prove anything, but you need to come in. Is that what you're working on right now? Yes. With yes. SoftBank? Yes, yes. We, so in this industry, there are many, many consensus algorithms. Only a few of them need proof of something. It is not required. Explain the science behind okay. your consensus okay. versus everybody else's. Uh, we, we actually did not invent it. It was a public domain. They called Byzantine for tolerance. You, you know there's a Byzantine general issues? Yes. Right, right, right. So we are generals. Yes. And we, we, we want to attack together. We yes. want to make sure you attack. But how do I know this spy isn't telling you something and telling me something how else? Do how do I know you receive the message? How do, right. how do you know I receive your message? Right. So it's the Byzantine general's issues. 
So it's a kind of consensus. When we are too general, we need to build a consensus we want to attack at this particular time. It's the original of the consensus. So there's a way to pass the information, but that, that mechanism needs a lot of communications. So Satoshi want to avoid the communication, so he invents proof of work. But once you, you have the luxury to communicate, hey, Angie, are you really this one? Oh, yes, yes, I confirm. Then it's easier to get consensus without proof anything. So we can choose the algorithm that doesn't burn the electricity for nothing. Leverage the network. Don't waste energy. Right now, Bitcoin society, I think it's a good concept, but the, thing, the one thing I don't like it is they burn too much electricity. It doesn't have to be burned. But once it's defined that way, it's difficult to change. So I do believe in the world of blockchain, there's a lot of ways we, we can improve with the new technology, new methods to come to build a consensus. And, and I think Teleco play a very important role. So there's a lot of platforms right now. Yes. And I, I mean, too many, yes. and too many protocols to probably mention, you know them all. Right. How are you working with the developers, mm. with those who are in the blockchain technology space who are pushing the evolution of technology forward, are you talking with these developers, are you talking with these different protocols mm. to think about how you could work even together? Very, very good questions, Angie. Before I found this company, I was in an e-commerce company for 16 years. That company was established in 1993. It was the first one who do e-commerce. We were very successful for the first seven years. We create $26 billion business. And then after internet bubble, actually we did not really see. So we, we learned a lot of reasons and lessons. I tell my developer, you need to be open. I don't have the ego, want to prove my algorithm is right. There is no right algorithm. There's only an algorithm that fits into today's environment. The algorithm that worked two years ago may not necessarily be the best algorithm today. Same thing tomorrow. So you, especially for blockchain, it's in a very early stage, like 1993s, when we were doing e-commerce. Amazon was not there yet. Uh, but there's a lot of information, what technology changed. So I tell my, you need to be very, very open. Don't love your design. There are many, many smart people out there. Don't believe you, are, you can outsmart other people. The only difference is, can you have an open mind to see other people's intelligent work than ours, then you'll be successful. So they, they always be very open. Okay, that sounds great and all. Telco is very powerful, decentralization, be open-minded, but this is still either a closed industry where you're figuring out your own way to leverage your own network using blockchain technology, but it is still a closed within the industry, or do you become open source? Mm, okay. In reality, we use a lot of open source tech. So I don't want to create an IP that closed door. What we tell our member carrier is, it's, it's a new technology. I know you are very busy. You need to spend a lot of money for 5G, different things. You need someone spend 24 hours a day helping you to choose 
the best technology. And among that, of course, we build certain IP. There's a, some, when we, when we are building a big network like that, we need to have some invention. Either you do your own, or you know what, we have a group of people that share the information with you, listen to your feedback, we help you to make the choice. So that's why the consortium is founded. So someone needs to be dedicated to spend 100% of the time on that. Are and we're you sharing information. with specific protocols right now? We use different protocols. Okay. Uh, so, like who? <clears throat> uh, Hyper Lectures. We yeah. also even IBM did a very good job in many different things. But the things. criticism is that that's closed. Uh, the way you, you can operate is closed. We can operate it open. So Angie, the, the way we think is like that. We want to build a network for certain things is closed. When you build the consensus, it was purely build the consensus between telecos. However, the service should open, be open to the public, like internet. So, so we can cover both security and openness. Some blockchain is totally open. Yeah. It has some issues. Yes. Some blockchain is totally closed. Then that limit the reachability yeah. of the applications. Right. I mean, there's governance issues. Yes. There's forking issues. Right. right. Do you think there is one or a few platforms protocols that have a better chance of becoming the universal winner? Do you think that that's actually a conversation or a question that's, that's valid to ask? It's a, it's a billion dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? That one, yeah. I, I see many different projects. They are good in different scenarios. So there are many, many open source projects. Bitcoin is good in one scenario. Uh, Hyperledger has multiple projects. They are good in different scenarios because blockchain right now is still in a very, very early stage. So there's no platform fits all. What we are trying to do, to propose, is we want to build a cross-carrier blockchain platform. This is very good for cross-carrier consensus. Instead of building many, many applications, we want to provide this trust. Unable to challenge trust first. And then we open the interface for different applications to build on top of that. And in this process, there'll be new technology getting in. We will be open to our members. We'll give them suggestions. I think that, that then you can define, oh, this is this protocol that's good for this environment. I believe there'll still be blockchain that is closed to a certain system, like the network. The, the global GSMA defined network starting from GSM is good for 99% of the people. But for the military, they need a closed network. Very high security, only very limited accesses. So that still happened. We talked about walkie-talkie yesterday. Yeah. People still use walkie-talkie right. in the high mountain. Yes. Or, or the military, they have a very secure. Yeah. But different technology is fitting to different scenarios. And we are building some, we try to repeat what GSMA did in GSM. 30 years ago, they proposed GSM then that changed the whole world. Yes. We propose something, hopefully it can change the whole world. But look, it's powerful, right? Yes. Um, six billion people with one of these in their hand, blockchain yes. technology can really 
I believe, uh, return economic power back to the individual. Right. But there's a role to play for telcos as well. Yes. You're not everywhere. There no, are no, spots no. in even America and yeah. around the world yeah. where people have zero access to networks. Right. So how do you try to bridge this digital divide? Okay. So, and do you have a responsibility as a group and a, as a consortium to do so? Okay, so what we are doing is we let telecom knows other than the existing services, you actually can provide value added services. So we let them know when you provide the reachability, ubiquitous service, you can make more. That so, so the telcos are incentivized? Yes. Right now, I, I talked to several CEOs. Of, uh, of telecom. We talk about 5G. How long can you get the return of 5G? Some telecom CEO told me they haven't get the 4G investment back yet. So they need to invest a lot. What we tell them is other than traditional services, there's opportunities you can increase your <clears throat> chance to make profit. So you can provide a service to reach somewhere you are not reachable. And let's go back to the Zuckerberg's project. I, I think it's a good, very good project. Yeah. But however, can they reach someone who has no access to any communication service? They cannot. The answer is not. I yes. cannot solve the problem. That's Teleco's expertise. Yes. What we were doing is building another network so they can, they can fully utilize the asset they invested in. As a result, they can provide a service to the people they are not providing. So you're talking evolving IoT to VOT, the value of things. Really, this you are is right. the potential you are right. we're talking I like, about. I like VOT, very good. VOT, yeah. right? Exactly. Your prediction for blockchain? I, I think this trend, is, this trend is not going to stop. It was just going, I see dramatic difference between 2017, the first time I attended NWC in Barcelona. Teleco getting it. So we want to provide the services so more people, more, more applications, blockchain application builder, don't worry about the chain. They just focus on building the application. That Teleco and TPCA working together to build this network network of blockchain so we can provide a service to everyone. Lingwu, this was our first conversation together yes. on Forecast News and yes. it certainly won't be the last. Thank you. So fascinating, so exciting, and it's only the beginning. Thank you so much for joining thank us you. here in thank Shanghai you. and thank you all for joining us. I'm Angie Lau. Until next time. Bye-bye.